0: Hello Ian. Hello Eric. Now, our listeners, or our listener, our listener, yes, we put this show out once a week, but it's actually been two weeks since we last spoke, haven't we? It is, yeah, it it feels like ages, because
1: you were were off gallivanting, weren't
0: you? I was gallivanting as a Federation trooper last Sunday, so I was doing Blake 7 business. That's true, yeah, you you were
1: doing good work.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it was at this Comic Con in London, and uh, as I said on the Facebook page, the average age is about 20 of the attendees, and there's a a heavy bias on comics and anime. So as I was patrolling and going around, I got an awful lot of uh, blank looks. Um, But that's all right. That's all right. I tell you what, when the people who did recognize me, me, they did it with an awful lot of uh, enthusiasm. You know, it, yeah, it, was it was a lot of, oh, Blake 7, I used to love Blake 7 and all this business, you
1: know. Yeah, I found that as well, because I did a, a con last year, and I did one day as um, Commander Koenig from Moonbase Alpha in Space 1999, and one day as Season 4 Avon. And it was sort of the same sort of age group that recognised both, but the with the Avon one, everyone was like so wanting to talk to you about it. Mm. Whereas the, the Space 1999 people went, oh, yeah, I remember that. And that was sort of all you got. And that was the end the of it, Blake, yeah. Yeah, the Blake 7 one. It was like, oh, I remember that. That was uh, that was uh, Avon, yeah. And people would just get it. And then they'd start telling you all about uh, how they used to watch it.
0: That's exactly it's, what I had. Yeah. And then they yeah, would it, tell it, you yeah. what their favorite characters are yeah. and what their favorite episodes are. And it yeah. seems like, you yeah, know, it, it's like a button that, wearing that outfit, switches on something in their head, to actually open the floodgates and let all these anecdotes and opinions on Blake Seven come out, which is fine. I, I love talking I think to uh, Blake Seven to strangers.
1: Yeah. It's um, it's like social work you're doing, isn't it? <laughs> you're you're a, you're a therapy. Do you know you get therapy dogs in that where people like. For people do therapy by stroking dogs and cats. You could be a therapy tra- federation guard, couldn't you? I
0: I might go up my local yeah. hospital this week, dressed yeah. like that, and, and just turn and up unannounced. And yeah. <laughs> just see how far I get. <laughs>
1: and just put put them in that machine that goes ping that Blake was put in.
0: Yeah, it it was good fun. Although I I was very much a Billy No mates because the other guy who brought up his federation trooper outfit and we were going to patrol together, he also it, up his outfit of a biff do you know what a biff is
1: is it something from star wars
0: yeah it's one of the cantina band oh members. right was it fingering yeah.
1: down or whatever
0: his name is yeah and and there's the something nodes yeah. yeah him and another guy they they're the only two in the uk garrison that are, have that outfit and they went down a storm every time that... they appeared yeah 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 Anybody standing nearby in a costume you didn't get a look in, you know because these guys it? And I, they were terrific, and he was having such fun, and he was having such a great reaction that uh, he decided not to do a trooper for the day. But that's fine. I just wandered the, around. The
1: last, <laughs> yeah, on, on your on your tard. The last time I went to uh, the London Comic Con was so long ago. There was there wasn't really anything. It was a Comic Con. There was it was comics only. Um, there wasn't really any TV stuff. But you could. I remember I bought a couple of sheets of uh, Dreads. Original artwork, and they were like two, three quid each. Oh
0: no, that no don't say that to any comic original, yeah. art collector. Now they're, they're worth hundreds and hundreds yeah, now. Yeah, really I didn't,
1: are. I never kept them, and it's really it, it was sort of annoys me now that it's one of the one things I didn't keep. Mm. But yeah, it was artwork was so cheap back then. You, there was just stalls and stalls of, like you see now with DVDs and things like that, stalls and stalls of. Just artwork for sale. I bet we, need we need a TARDIS. We
0: need a TARDIS to go back and stop con. ourselves selling yeah. these things or make ourselves buy more, don't we? Yeah. But it was a good con. Babe yeah. and the Butcher we was there.
1: We should have got a storage locker and put it all in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I would say, Babe and the Butcher was there. And I really was yep. hoping, you know, to get Colin at a quiet moment oh, to see really if he could good. record an intro for this show. But... Comic-Cons are so flaming yeah. loud, you know, you've got blaring music and the crowds everywhere, I'd have had to have taken him off to the green room or something like that, and he was just very, very busy, so I never got the chance, alas.
1: Yeah, I've sort of, um, I think I've got to the age now where the Comic-Cons and conventions don't really appeal that much. I quite like the sound of the small space one you did, that sounds yeah. a bit like old comic. Old I times. do
0: like the smaller scale conventions, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the, the, the idea of all the crowds and that just puts me off now.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, that's enough preamble. Let's get into this week's um, episode, where we're going to season two, of course. And it's only the second episode of the second season. Uh, We've now done all three, the first three uh, stories in season two now.
1: Yeah, this Uh, is... uh, I was quite surprised, because I went and looked and I thought, where is it on the disc? Because my lovely foreign discs, don't tell me what episodes were on them so i have to look on wikipedia and i said oh wow it's an early one
0: it's very early yeah Yeah, we've just had redemption this is story two um and i like this story because just like redemption there's no federation in this you know we're having adventures and tales without any well not proper federations mentioned but we've got no serverland we've got no travis yeah you know and i like these stories
1: yeah it's it's actually really it's a very very confident episode i was quite surprised just how how good it was um but also yeah you're right it's it's still the president is sort of the the enemy isn't it it's there's still that we've still got that political angle um it's not comic comic villain of the week style thing really impressive episode i thought
0: well, it's Chris Boucher, isn't it? You yes. know Who, for all of season um, one, was the script editor. This is his very first story that he wrote yeah. as a standalone um, well, by himself.
1: The, f- the first line on my notes for this episode is got, Chris, hooray!
0: Yeah, and because of that, this episode is going to be full of very lengthy clips because yes. the dialogue oh. in it is terrific and the way uh, the dialogue is put across by the actors is terrific. So... I've got a feeling this is going to be, once the episode is assembled, quite a lengthy one. So if you want to decorate a room or something like that, or or paint some skirting boards just, or something like that.
1: Or if you're cooking, you could do perhaps a three-course meal with this one.
0: We could, yes. For the the person, I can't, sorry, I can't remember the name, but the person who managed to cook a pizza uh, during the duration of the robots one, well done. Um, This one... I hope you've got like a three-course meal ready because this yeah, might take par- some time. This is
1: dinner party fair. Dinner party if fair. If you're holding a dinner party and you're, you're waiting for food to get ready, what could be better, what would impress your mates more than putting this podcast on,
0: he says <laughs> glibly. <laughs> and if it all goes wrong, don't blame us. Yeah, well, no blame problem. Ian. Don't blame yeah. me. It was Ian who had that suggestion. All right. Okay. Well, let's get started then. Um, so we open with a shot of Space City. First yes. question: Do does that go on the list?
1: On the list of space, space, ugh. yeah. Do you know what? I think it might because it is it is to 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 give it that spacey air, isn't it? It yeah, yeah. I think I think it, it could go on the list.
0: I think it definitely goes yeah. on the list. This is not a, a Chris Boucher term. I'm very no. surprised he thought of this. This is t- total Terry Nation, isn't it? But no, it's Chris Boucher. Yeah, You've got is, a city um, in space. What should we call it? Space city. I it's like, oh dear. Yeah, it's got to go on the list.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting little model. I don't think it's that big, is it? It doesn't look that
0: big. It is odd. It's this kind yeah. of like ball in space, isn't it? Yeah, Full of buildings. Um, yeah,
1: more more domed city sort of stuff.
0: It is rather. I don't know anything about whether it still exists. So I've got a feeling it was cannibalised for parts, you know, yeah. you've got two nice clear hemispheres that Matt Irving goes, oh, I could use that yep. on something else or it something. Lo-
1: it looks like it was perhaps done in a hurry, because like I say, it doesn't look too detailed really. There's some nice little shots later on when we're sort of seeing the uh, closer up views, and it's obviously not the same model, because it's got like Airfix uh, Space 1999 Eagle Oh, you spotted spines them, did you? <laughs> them. Yeah, so that's, that's a different scale to this. This looks... Sort of the thickness of the domes, you're sort of thinking this isn't very big, is it? I reckon this is ooh, 18-inch across tops. I don't think yeah. it's huge.
0: But it's meant to represent a city. A city, you know? yeah. It's yeah. meant like Mega dome City dome 1 city, in space, yeah. you know. But I always think this opening shot, when it zooms in on it, I, my eye is drawn to it every time. There's a building to the left of centre that looks like the TARDIS. It looks like the TARDIS with too oh, right. many windows on it. Every time, I think. Of it. I don't know if it's an in-joke. Because could it be. is exactly the right proportions of a TARDIS, but with like rows of windows going all the way down the front. But, it could be, because
1: uh, they, um, they would have been sort of fans of Doctor Who and probably worked on Doctor Who, wouldn't they, the special effects guys?
0: Hmm, mm, I think it is. I think it's, yeah. it's also sort of like a grey blue colour as well. Oh, I okay. have got a feeling that's a bit of a nod. Yes. Yeah. Now, this story I watched twice. I watched it once to make notes, pausing an awful lot because yeah. you know, I was enjoying it so much. But I also watched it with the audio commentary, which you don't have, do you, on your Dutch DVDs? No,
1: no that's, that's the only thing that's missing off the, the Dutch DVDs is the commentary. I know a lot of people say the, on the, the UK ones the commentaries are not great. They're a bit stilted and there's no moderator or anything, is there, on them? So it's No, no. Yeah.
0: Well, this one has got an audio commentary, so I listened to it, and you've got David yep. Maloney, Chris Boucher, and Jane Chappell uh, talking. And on the commentary, when Jan Chappell sees this shot, she says about, you know, how good it looks, and Chris Boucher then says how Via Lorimer said, never have a character say something that looks impressive, because chances are it won't. Which is proper BBC thinking, yeah. that is, yeah, isn't no. it? <laughs> Don't big up the special effects because we haven't done them yet and they're not yeah, going to be that special.
1: Yeah, we've had that before, haven't we, in the program where we we often say that the, the special effects obviously weren't done before the actors did their lines because they'll they'll be looking in awe at something and it will be two pee bulbs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, we go inside Space City and I yeah. think this is the first time ever that our featured character is the first person we see. The first person we see is Largo, isn't it?
1: That's interesting, yeah. You you might be right on that.
0: I know with yeah. Koza, um, we see Coza, but he's with Rochelle when they're watching that explosion of the ship. But the very, very th- first thing, person we see is Largo. There he is. Yes. He's sat cross-legged. It looks like he's wearing some of the third Doctor's velvet cast-offs. Yeah, I like I... his natty suit he's got.
1: Yeah, I actually made note about the... the as As you know, I love costumes... Um, it's, it's interesting because we see one of his henchmen later on and he's wearing the same jacket and I think I like I quite like that the mafia in this universe uh, is wearing velvet jackets and frilly cuffed shirts it's like yeah I approve of that
0: do you I think, think that... it's like the science fiction equivalent of you know the cliche 30s mafia with their pinstripe suits and whatever
1: yeah well I was thinking about this because it's like Space City is sort of a a wild west town but it's it's more like say like as you just said it's more mafia and that stuff so there, there were several ways they could have gone couldn't they if if, if this would have been like original series of star trek it would have been i mean they did a mafia style they
0: did episode. Oh, good episode God.
1: but it wouldn't fit would it here
0: <laughs> no no um, no I, I mean i i'm thinking more las vegas you know yeah, i mean if it is yeah. the mafia then this is las vegas especially villa's reaction when he finally teleports yes. there, yeah, um,
1: it's uh, so. That I suppose they could have. This is the equivalent of them wearing, I suppose, yeah, black suit and tie. That's yeah, pinstripe suit, that sort of thing. But I do like it. I like it that it gives it a little, a little uniform look for these people. But it's also yeah, it's very John Pertwee,
0: which yes. is always a good thing. Yes. And he's in this sparse white room um, instead of made up of those um, Federation tiles. We've got square ones with some intricate metal sculpture behind him. And I was looking at that. I can't remember seeing that in anything else. Either that's a piece of original art that they borrowed or something or it was made especially for this episode. But if it was made for the episode, you would think it would be, you know, uh, show up somewhere else. And I can't ever remember seeing that being seen again.
1: No, I think I think you're right. They probably just hired this. It probably was a bit of original art, or you know something mm. that they. It's nice. In. Whatever it yeah. is, it's nice. But I then... like the look of this. Though I like the I like the the sparse nature uh, of these sets. Um, yeah, it, it it sort of works for the 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 feel they're going with. Rather than I mean, they could like you said they could have had it as a a cantina style or yeah. a, you know yeah a, an ornate office or and you know had him be a uh, someone that likes ancient things a bit like uh, Sarkov. And, but and there's no silver which is good mm. there's no silver walls always a good sign
0: i also like the fact that later on you know when villa's there He's saying about what he can see, but we yeah. never see it. And so you avoid that horrible situation where, you know, it's meant to be this fantastically impressive thing and it's a few extras coming around. Like we were yes. saying on the Keeler yeah. episode, where you've just got a limited amount of extras coming round and round every time.
1: Yeah, the, the, Villa's voiceover works so much better than if they'd a shot to Villa walking through against a green screen or something with yeah. Yeah. terrible backgrounds. Yeah, it. Uh, I. It, it works better leave it to your imagination it's always got a better budget and it your imagination
0: we've said this many a time all right but then in comes um yep. beck and hannah yes this brother and sister yep.
2: you did well the owner didn't think so did you kill him were we supposed to it's tight oh it's easy to be tidy from where you sit Lada. don't get clever dream head. that wasn't the deal the deal was whatever I say it was. I own you, dream heads. Uh-uh. What do you say?
3: Please, Lago.
2: Oh, Come on. You needed more than that.
3: Please, Lager.
2: Pure shadow. You won't just die without it. You'll die in terrified agony.
4: Please. go
2: on. your brother to ask for it. One word from me and your supply is gone. Forever. You've been paid. Prove it. I thought the honour was a big thing with the Terra Nostra. We owe you boy. Please, Largo. Please. Heather. We owned you from your first tiny drop of shadow. You shadow. Do I look that stupid?
3: Oh, try it. Hannah. The other two he promised.
2: Enough, the gems. Good. Nobody steals from the Terranostra. We're innovators. You're dead. Out hammer. Casual, don't run. Face
1: down, Largo. Quickly, quickly. Now close your eyes.
2: Now stay like that.
1: It's nice watching it on DVD because it's uh, you, you sort of notice other things. Now, f- obviously, um, this is Carl Hellman, mm-hmm. uh, which we must mention us But our our middle son is named after him. Our Carl is named after Carl Hellman really? That's yeah. That was he was. I mean, Anne loved brushstrokes. Yeah, he played Jacko in brushstrokes, and uh, yeah, our Middleson was named after him.
0: See, I well, never watched brushstrokes. brushstrokes. Did you I not? Never, no, no. I remember Carl Hellman. That I don't know huge. if you've seen the film. We're going off on a bit of a tangent, folks. Sorry about this, but Carl Hellman was in a a comedy from about eighty three, a British comedy called Party Party. No, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's got Daniel Peacock in it. It's it, it it's sort of like alternative comedy before there was alternative comedy. Oh, um right. and yeah, yeah, it's just about a party that's going to be taking place in London. And uh know, yeah, and and he's forward. a bit of a jack the lad that everybody looks up to um in his Ford Cortina. And, yeah. uh, and his grey leather jacket and everything. I always think of him in that and the flash adverts. He went on to yeah. a career of doing the yeah. flash adverts. I'll have to put some on Facebook when this episode comes out. And some brush strokes as well, just to keep, uh, Anne happy, okay? Yeah, yeah. Show, show him in his, uh, in his glory. <laughs> yeah, I know him. I don't know her, though. You know, no,
1: she, I mean, she's a very good actress. I don't, she, she does the role well. I, I didn't recognize her from anything.
0: She she is brilliant. I I, yeah. I think she's brilliant. She she's got a very elfin look to her, yeah. that, hasn't she? Yeah.
1: yeah, it's not. It's nice as well that all the people that take shadow have got that veining going on on their face. All all is, along is,
0: the yeah. jawline, she's got this yeah. strange, yeah, vein-like stuff going on. Yeah, and that, and then the yeah, makeup then, is really good. See,
1: yeah, because they they've they've sort of got they've obviously got like grey and stuff in their hair, and I didn't know whether that was is whether that was sort of an effect of shadow or whether that... Because saying that, though, um, Carl Hellman, he doesn't take it, and he's got the grain of the hair, so perhaps it's just whatever their species is. Um, But it's interesting that Largo's got the veins as well, so he obviously takes what he pushes, doesn't he? Which is not a good... Yeah, and he's got this... Running the Mafia. He's got latex
0: around his eyes, hasn't he, to give you wrinkly eyes. Anne said that. She goes, what's what's
1: up with his face? It's like, I I don't know whether they're going to make him look older or just... where they still going with the let's make people a little bit alien. It's I don't very, know. It's it's subtle enough that that it's almost pointless doing.
0: Mm. But I like don't it I, I'm, because yeah, if it is yeah. to make him look older, it's not very well done. But it adds to no. the creepiness of him.
1: Oh, he's I, I've actually I've put down here um, Largo creepy as hell. He mm. is so creepy.
0: Yeah, especially with the grimaces that he's just about yeah. to do in this scene where he's talking to them. That, that the way he's acting, those grimaces, the wrinkles at the eyes, Carl Hellman's washed out face, and you yeah. know, his brushed up hair is reminding me an awful lot of Dune. You know, this yes, is almost like yeah. David Lynch style, you know, yeah. It's it's it yeah.
1: it's um, well, we've said before that the that, that Blake Seven owes a lot to Dune, doesn't it? And mm. in the, the way it does, sort of that. and yeah, I wonder if you're right, it's very. It, it's the look that could have came straight out of that film. I know the film was uh, after this, but yeah, it's a look that could have easily come out of that film.
0: Yeah. And Largo, he's got them over a barrel because you know Hannah yeah. is practically begging for the shadow. They, they're what he calls dreamheads, you know yes. um, She is an addict of this stuff called Shadow, and uh, Largo's loving it. You know, and as I say, yeah. Derek Smith, the actor, he's so good. I mean, this this sneering grimace, and you know, he's just toying with them. Um
1: I I quite like that. There's there's no, they they could have had like lengthy exposition to explain all these terms because we a lot of new terms are strange, but it's actually explained through the episode quite naturally, mm. and I like that because you're sort of you you watch the first scene and you think. What what the hell is this situation? What's going? And you could sort of start piecing it together, and then it's not till later that they, you know, they they sort of explain a lot of these things. And I like that because it could have it could very well have been a, um, you're a dreamhead. You're addicted to shadow. Shadow. Yeah. The dr- it could have been really badly then if if perhaps Uncle Terry <laughs> had written it. You're on you... space
0: cocaine. Oh, yeah. The very end, though, is like Uncle Terry had written it, but we'll talk about that when we get there, because there's a really horrible bit of exposition at the end, but we'll talk about that when we get there.
1: Yeah, you're right. There is a little bit of there that's like, have they run out of time or money? (laughs) Why why are they just explaining all this? We'll talk to that when
0: we get to it. But the other thing we haven't mentioned while he's sneering and taunting them uh, with the shadow is the shadow itself, these what look like bubble bath. Bomb things. Yeah, you know? I thought
1: that, you remember those little bouncy balls you used to get. They were huge in the. Oh sort of 70s. yeah. So you remember like clear bouncy balls and used. To, they were terrible. They didn't bounce very well, but and after a while they were they would start to uh, fracture. Bits would get break off, it. yes. It reminded me of them. Yeah, but they yeah. wobble.
0: They wobble. When when he yeah. opens that container and you've got a tray of them, they wobble. And I think they are as simple as bubble bath balls. These, yeah, like, flexible be. ball things with the bubble bath inside and then the the skin dissolved, didn't it? And the do bubble you think bath that, came out.
1: Do you think that if they hadn't have um, done the effect in Project Avalon, they would have used that? that uh poison glowy oh the cso overlay yeah it. do you reckon yeah. they would have done that with it if they hadn't have just l- literally used it the last season
0: well they might have wanted to do yeah. it just with a different color yeah. but they didn't have enough time or money or something so yeah. it's like i'll go down to boots and get some bath bombs will you yeah i don't know yeah um, well, at least
1: you can use them afterwards <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: So yeah, he he's getting uh, Hannah practically to beg, but um, yeah, that's yeah. when we find out really that Beck he's not a dreamhead. Yeah, he's not a user because he pulls so out good. a gun on Largo. Yeah, and this is,
1: I mean it's so well written this that you 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 think you think Largo's got all the trump hand here, isn't it? And Carl Hellman's a really
0: really good actor in this. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, with that whole "I'll try it" thing, yeah. you know. That gun, though, you know, as a prop maker, you know, I'm looking at that gun and I'm thinking, what the heck have they used? Because it's sort of almost like a, an original Star Trek phaser in that it doesn't go past the your, your hand much, but it's all at the back. Yeah. It's back heavy, and it looks to me like some sort of hinge or something like that. I don't know yeah, what the heck they've made know. that out of. I,
1: I had a look, and I thought, do I recognise it from anything? No. Because it's, it's always worth having a look at weapons in Blake 7 and think, have they, where have these come from? Mm. Um, but yeah, I didn't recognise it. It's quite a nice little design. It chunky, is. It's but nifty, it's, isn't it? It's okay, yeah.
0: It looks very industrial to me. It's not yes. a toy that's been adapted. I, I think it's a no. hinge or something, and they've just put a grip on it or something yeah, or other.
1: Yeah, could well, could well have done. It, it does a job. It, it works. It's intimidating.
0: I'll put some screen grabs on Facebook, and we'll have a good look at it. And also on over on the Blake Seven Ships and Weaponry Facebook yep. page, and and open it up to debate what is this made from. Phil Stevens yep. might know, actually. He's probably um,
1: owned.
0: He owns it, probably. Yes. Well, it wasn't at small space because uh, okay. I would have remembered. Okay. Well, they take the shadow from him while you know Beck's got Largo at gunpoint, and he yep. tells Largo to lay down and close his eyes, and that's when Beck puts that. Little bit of clear rod in the chunkiest yeah. audio device I've ever it was, seen. I quite liked it because it's,
1: although it compared to what we've got now, it yeah, it looks it's like shoebox size. But I quite like it. It's got some moving parts, and it's mm. not just. Uh, it could have so. We, I mean, they they prob- they could have used that that black and white box that's been in season one. We were just counting off the appearances <laughs> of it. They could have <laughs> used that and just. But, but yeah, I, I thought it was quite nice. To put a you know a li- little clear rod to suggest that it's some sort of recording.
0: Yeah, it's far in the future. This it's yeah. not. It's not a cassette or, or or whatever. The only silly bit is the bit where, as Largo goes to move, you know, the recording yeah. of Carl Humm says, "Okay, just try it," sort of thing. Supposing Largo wasn't moving, you know, that would have tipped him off that something was up. But yeah, they,
1: whenever whenever anyone in a program does this, where they play a message or something to keep some to make them think they're still there. Yeah, I always think that it's like, what, what if they don't do what the, you're expecting them to do? Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't really work
0: it all falls apart doesn't it yeah, yeah. but they're going to make a run for it because Beck yeah. is supposed to go and talk to the pilot of the ship that they're going to be using and Hannah's supposed to get their brother Petey and they're yeah, talking Petey. in a corridor Petey yeah and yeah. that's when the Liberator appears they go off and you've got they're standing in front of a window aren't they yeah and uh that's when the Liberator appears in a bad video shot
1: yeah, we get, we get a terrible, terrible video shot, followed by a really nice model shot. Again, yeah. illustrating that never, ever use video.
0: No. And after that brilliant model shot, you've got a brilliant hero shot of the crew at their stations. I love that shot, where, you know, it's a nice, wide angle shot of the entire, you know, crew stations. They're all at their stations. Yeah. Blake's front and centre, you know, slouch there, you know, with his hand on his chin thinking hey, very Captain Kirk his pose yeah. in that. Yeah, it, it is
1: very Shatner. Um, yes. it's nice that obviously the, they've presumably refurbed the bridge a bit, uh you know, tied it up a little bit. So they're they're obviously proud of it still at this point. It's not quite started to fall apart again. No. Um, but no, yeah, it's a nice r- shot. It's yeah, really nice good. shot the back as well.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, Villa is in love.
3: Switching to automatics.
0: Confirm all systems
2: functioning. Status is firm. Very pretty.
3: I know. Piloting wasn't bad either.
2: So, that is Space City. Also known as the Satellite of Sin. By whom? Me. It had to be someone of limited imagination. Pick a pleasure. Any pleasure.
3: You'll find it for sale in Space City.
2: If you've got the money. But we have, we have. And if you can stomach doing business with the Telenostra. We're going to use them, Gan, not do business with them. A subtle distinction that escapes me for the moment. You don't tell me you have a moral objection to using their organization to infiltrate Earth. Of course not. Well, I have. Think, again. Think what they've got. Men, material, information. Think what we could do with a fraction of the resources they control. Now you think, Blake. Think what it is they control everything dirty degrading and cruel on just about every colonized world earth is all i'm interested in the terra nostra aren't responsible for everything gan i could go and murder somebody now and it wouldn't be their fault mind you if i picked his pocket afterwards they'd want their cut it's largely academic anyway i don't think we'll get within shouting distance of them the terra nostra run space city
3: how can you be sure of that you say they're a criminal organization who work in secret
2: they work in secret on Earth and the Federated Worlds. Organizing crime. Space City itself is neutral territory. Not officially owned by the Terra Nostra, but it's an open secret. A neutral
3: base for an outlawed organization?
2: Well, presumably it has its uses. Entertainment, for example.
3: Why don't you take a cold shower or something?
2: And risk being left behind when we go and meet your friend?
3: Largo is no friend of mine. When I met him on Callisto, he forgot to mention he was a member of the organization. Just said he wanted me to run a cargo into Earth. He didn't tell me what it was at first. Drugs. Shadow. I turned him down.
2: Very sensible. Possession carries a mandatory death sentence. That wasn't the reason. Navigation computers are receiving interrogation signal from Space City Traffic Approach Control. About time. Request standoff position. Callie, stand by the teleport. Jenna, get on the communicator, see if you can contact your friend Largo. Gan, Avon, get ready as well. Vector coordinates received and laid in. Execute. Uh, what about me? You're staying here. What? Where I can find you if I need you. But that's Space City, one of my all-time great ambitions. You'll probably be disappointed. I'll take that chance. I would never forgive myself, fella. Um
0: Because apparently Space City is also called the Satellite of Sin, isn't it? Yeah, the Satellite of Sin. Yes. Yes. I thought that was Sky, but
1: never mind. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Villa's Villa's very much in his um, his uh, addict uh, mode now, isn't he? He wants. He's almost in Benny Hill mode. He can't wait to
0: get over there. Yes. Yeah. And I like this. What I like so much about this story is there is dissension in the ranks. Yeah. um, Because Blake wants to contact the Terra Nostra. Okay, who runs Space City and use them? And for once, it's Gan who's objecting, not Avon. Yeah, Gan.
1: But Gan it's gets Gan. Some, yeah, he get gets some good lines. Gan. He's really he, he's, other than the fact he's useless as a lookout. He gets some good stuff in this episode, and it again illustrates that his because his limiter only stops him from killing, not mm. from injuring people. No, which I I for some reason in my mind I'd always thought. The the limiter means he can't use violence, and so it's like he he threatens a lot of people. But he's um yeah he's he's quite violent in this one.
0: Yeah, and here I mean yeah he's quite forcibly you know objecting to what Blake is proposing. And David Jackson is great here because you know Gan I've always liked Gan. Gan's a nice person, you know. He's a decent person. He's a moral person. And Blake is suggesting dealing with uh drug dealers, and which he yeah you know what doesn't want anything um, to do with because blake says we're get, we're just going to use them because they've got men and resources you know and uh, but that's when gang counters with how you think about things blake think about how they control everything that's you know dirty and degrading yeah um, well it,
1: i mean there's there's clear parallels there. i imagine chris Boucher is based based this on world war 2 because um the allies freed the mafia the 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 In Sicily, the Mafia had been basically broken and locked away, and the Allies freed them to because it was seen that they were a lesser evil than the Nazis. Mm. Probably, right? But that set up all the issues with the Mafia. I mean, now you sort of... The Mafia, you think it's a bit of a comedy thing, but, I mean, you can probably remember in the early 70s, mid-70s, they were a huge problem uh, in Italy. You know, they controlled the government, they were killing people... Left, right and centre. And I think this is sort of that parallel where where it's the argument of do the ends justify the means? Which Blake Seven does so well. Mm. But yeah, Blake, Blake doesn't come off well in this episode, does he? Can, no. He, he tries and snatches it back at the end to sort of make out that he was right all along. But no, he's not. He's totally wrong in this episode. Not, not at, at this moment.
0: Not at this moment. Because... You know, Gan has got a bloody good point about it all, and to to which Blake just says, "All I'm interested in is Earth, yeah, not how I get to that point, but or who I use." Is
1: it this? Is this one where he says um, uh, something about victory is the only? No, 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 no,
0: that's not in this one. No, but uh, and I, so that's really good. But you've also got comedy in it as well, usually from Villa. Um, saying about, you know, yeah. that the Terra Nostra, they don't control everything, you know, if I mugged somebody, you know, it won't be them, but they would want their cut and all like that, you know. And yeah, we get... Villa,
1: some good exposition from Villa, but not in a force way. But you're right, he's it's def- this is comedy Villa, isn't it? It is. is, it is. There's, an, there's no edge to him whatsoever in this episode.
0: No, no, not at all. And I also like that we get a bit of backstory on Jenna at this point as well because jenna knows largo because he wanted her to smuggle shadow to which she objected
1: and i like i like this because it's not belabored it's not like largo was an old love of jenna or it, it was purely business and that she only knows sort of very periphery of this world yeah i like this i think it's 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 subtle and very believable.
0: This is almost a parallel to Jenna being Han Solo. Largo is sort yeah. of like a Jabba the Hutt type. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, she did jobs for him, same as Han did jobs for Jabba the Hutt. Um, yeah. And um, I, I love Michael Keating in this. Michael Keating, you know, as I say, the dialogue is great and the acting's great. And Michael Keating... The way he looks so crestfallen when Blake says, yeah. you know, you're staying on board. <laughs> he's brilliant. You guys have got this brilliant appalled face on Villa Avenue. I've got to screen grab that and put that on Facebook as well. Yeah,
1: he's... Um, Blake Blake doesn't give him any leeway, does he? Blake Blake's pegged him.
0: Well, he knows. He knows yeah. he, he'll be a total nutter liability if he goes across. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. But... After that, we go back to Space City, and what you were saying to earlier, we get close-up uh, shots of some of the buildings inside, which is yeah. nice because yeah. you know all the rooms we see are like square white rooms. So the exteriors yeah. are square white rooms lit from inside. But yeah, you're absolutely right. They are Airfix Eagle Transporter Spines in the foreground, aren't they? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. W- once you see them, you can't forget. Your them eyes just you. drawn to them,
0: yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what I saw yesterday, and I'll have to save it for um, when we actually feature it, but um, uh, games, you know, the, the episode games with Belkov? Oh, uh, yeah. I only noticed yesterday when I watched it, uh, on his desk in the, in the background, there's a TIE fighter. Really? There is a TIE fighter on his desk. It looks like a, a quite crudely made, homemade TIE fighter, yeah. but it is a TIE fighter. It How can't be anything that? but a tie fighter.
1: <laughs> Nothing else has like a ball that. and two yeah.
0: hexagon panels either side of it. You know, we'll talk about that when we do the Belcroft episode. Isn't it?
1: You think that'd be too blatant? Yeah.
0: I think it's because it's not the MPC kit. It is some yeah. sort of homemade thing. All right. Anyway, back on track. Um, Hannah is sat with a tinfoil PT. How? <sighs>
3: take any more. He didn't need another
4: drift for 12 hours, at least 12 hours. He just... just died. Just died?
3: That's what Shadow does. It kills you. You
4: think I don't know that?
3: Well, then why? Why so stupid, Hen? Stupid! Stupid, Peter. look after you. It's
2: not
3: your fault. Largo. Beg? What? It won't help Petey. It'll help me. It will love me. Phew. It's too late, remember. You're already dead. Like Petey.
2: Must run in the family. Shed the gun.
0: Largo wants you to. Very badly. Who's O.D. and died? Yes,
1: yeah. Petey, so named because he'll end up in the ground. Indeed. Um, Turn yeah, he's to not Pete. not a big yeah. He's not a big part. He's he sort ah. of. I I, I I often wonder if with actors like they get offered. It's like yeah, we want you to play the role of Petey. Oh right, okay. Mm. Yeah, he's dead. What's my motivation? <laughs> you You're yeah. dead. Yeah. You're dead. You've yeah. got you've got a tinfoil blanket over you. I... Try not to blink. <laughs>
0: I love it. On the audio commentary when this bit comes up, Jan Chappelle says uh, how when she first watched this uh, story when it was first transmitted, she thought the overdose had turned PT into tinfoil.
1: Oh right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's it wasn't until very space drugs. Yeah. yeah, it
0: wasn't until Beck pulled the tinfoil back, yeah. she thought that was a BBC special effect and he had actually turned into into a tinfoil person.
1: I do love Carl Hellman's reaction though to this. It's very, it reminds me so much of, you know, the original Crichton from Red Dwarf Season Mm -hmm. 2 when, when they tell him that his crew is dead. And it's the Carl Hellman sort of, um, what? I was only gone five minutes. Yeah. It's so, he plays it so well. A lot
0: of emotion he puts into it. He well. does when Especially he talks when about you know escape. I they promised have our shown mother PT that alive. Yeah, when when he says I promised yeah. our mother you know I'd look after you you know and how stupid Petey is and that you know. I
1: think Petey should have been a younger
0: actor though. I think they, mm. I mean
1: they, they've obviously gone with someone like early twenties, but I think they could have, perhaps it would have been too strong, but they could have got away with like perhaps you know 14, 15 year old, and that would have shown the, the
0: hideous nature of this. Yes. Because Chris happening. Boucher does say on the audio commentary he wrote this story because he his sons were young at the time and, you know, right. the thought of, you know, uh, drug abuse, you know, was a yeah. concern of his. That's, that's the basis for this story. All right. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, I wonder if that was planned and then...
0: I don't know. They sort of changed it. But after that terrific little uh, scene, they get nabbed yeah. by uh, Largo's enforcer who comes in Who who's got a nifty gun? Did you recognise the gun?
1: I can't say that I did. No.
0: I know it's been a long time, but uh, that's Tynus's gun. Oh, yeah, Uh. it's that adapted Mauser. You know, we were talking about it being a Mauser toy kit, and it's got an EMA ball on the front and like a needle barrel.
1: Yeah. The trouble I have with good episodes is I get drawn in. So I get drawn in... So I was watching the scene. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to the tiny little bits. I was so enthralled with the actual scene. I'll and wait till yeah, Facebook... Perhaps I should watch them twice. Wait yeah. till the
0: Facebook... I'll put up the pictures. Because, yeah, yeah no, it is clearly that gun... Um, that we're going to see later on Tynus having. Um, yeah, so, yeah, he he's nabbed them. And... Then we go back to the Liberator, and this is my wow, favourite part yeah. of the entire story. So
1: good is so good. Is Villa
0: oh so subtly trying to convince Callie to send him across?
1: Is Doesn't Villa work so well with Callie?
2: Blake's wrong.
3: I know how you feel, Villa.
2: I don't mean about leaving me behind. I've wanted to visit Space City ever since I was old enough to read the graffiti in the juvenile detention wards, but I'm not talking about that. I don't care about that. No, of course not. I don't! Am I arguing? I'm talking about his great plan to enlist the help of the Terra Nostra.
3: He plans to buy their help.
2: All right, buy their help. It still won't work. Well, you should have spoken before. Who listens to me ever? Does anyone ever listen to me? I'm telling you, it will be a disaster. Relax. You don't know them.
3: Well, I know Blake.
2: Thinks of himself as a hard man. Hard? He's strictly a fluffy-cheeked amateur compared to those boys.
3: I think Blake can look after himself.
2: He's led a very sheltered life.
3: But Blake has led a sheltered life?
2: Look, he was an alpha grade on Earth. A highly privileged group, the alphas. Wouldn't last five minutes among the Delta service grades where I grew up. And it's the service grades where the Terra Nostra really operates. Without anaesthetic, usually. No, Villa. No, what?
3: No, I am not going to operate the teleport for you.
2: I don't understand.
3: I do you're about to suggest it would be a sensible idea if you went across and gave the others the benefit of your experience
2: I hadn't thought of that what a very good idea Kelly. no Kelly.
3: I'm going to get
2: myself something
3: to drink call me if anything happens
2: miserable alien I just want to see what it's like information main visual is available so you express the desire to see what it is like very funny, Zen. Chuckle, chuckle. If you were a decent computer, you'd be able to operate the teleport system like Orak can. Like Orak can. Key, key, uh, key. ah, key. Aurak. Aurak. Are you in there, Orak? Am I in where? What precisely? Do you imagine I am? Some sort of tame rodent in a cage? That's precisely what I imagine you are. A rat in a box. I see no point in continuing this conversation. Now, don't start stalking again, or I shall switch you off and throw away the key. Soon. That will be no longer a problem. Eh? Well, what do you want? All right. I've got a little job
0: for you. Both of this. I've got it here. Uh, Both actors are terrific. You know, and you've got some great lines. You know yeah. about you know I've I've wanted to go to Space City since I was old enough to re- read the graffiti. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is because rewatching these for the for doing the podcast, I've I've come to the conclusion that I fell in love with Callie. I think she's brilliant. This is I one of my favourite Callie yeah.
0: uh, stories. Yeah. This is. You know she's
1: so good Jan Chapelle is so good
0: she's got a lot to do even now even if we weren't going to have the bit we're going to be talking about soon with the whole you know the whole you know alien entity thing she is really yeah. good in this scene you know yeah. and and also coming up where she's the weaponry officer of the liberator she's brilliant she looks brilliant that dress usually i don't like yeah. dresses on on uh, the females but now that 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 her looks great she looks terrific she's acting yeah. really well her chemistry with michael keating is brilliant um, yeah
1: it's so it's so good um in fact yeah i i think you're right this is this is perhaps the best scene of the episode yeah
0: and and you know <laughs> villa because he's so desperate to persuade Callie, yeah. he's, he's actually running blake down saying oh he's an alpha grade you know he won't last 5 minutes yeah. and i was surrounded by uh, service grades when i was growing up blah blah blah
1: yeah. and it the, the good thing about this scene, though, with Villa is, although it takes you a, a few moments to realize what he's doing, the same as it takes Callie, because it, he's pointing out things that are actually accurate. I, you know, Blake, and I love it when he, is it, what does he call him? A fluffy cheek anarchist or something? No, amateur. Fluffy, fluffy cheek amateur. Amateur. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so funny. But it's true. Blake is, is well out of his, depth yeah 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 again they they, he only wins this episode out of the hero redemption card in real life of course he yeah he would get slaughtered (laughs) he's 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 not in the same league
0: yeah and as you say when villa starts this you're not realizing what he's trying to do and i think it's about the same time callie realizes that we realize because she goes no Villa and he's like yep. no no what and she says something about you know you were about to suggest that I uh, send you across to help out oh what a good idea <laughs> <You
1: know>? yeah <laughs> so do you think do you think Callie um, read Villa's mind on this or just think he was no so he's, not subtle, so he? Well. he's not subtle is he he's not subtle
0: no and she goes off and you know he yep. mutters under his breath uh, you know about her being a miserable alien and 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 uh, how I'd like to see it and that's when even yeah. Zen is funny in this episode because that's when yeah. Zen puts the image up, and he's like, "What'd you do that for?" And he says, um, "You know, well, you requested uh, visual, you know, on it." And I like Villa's like very funny Zen chuckle, chuckle. Michael Keating's brilliant in this story. He's brilliant. In fact, I mean this this is this could hold
1: its own with any show, isn't it? This is such quality writing, quality acting. They've reached. The pinnacle, I think. At the, I know it's early in season two, but they all know what they're doing. They're all professional. It's it's so good.
0: Yeah, and the pinnacle just keeps getting higher and higher because the yep. next bit it, it, it ratchets it up and gets even better is when he realizes that Orak could send yes, him across, yeah. and he switches it on. Orak, are you in there? To which Orak goes, "Am I in where?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he yeah. said, "Do you think it's I'm a, some sort he's, of trained he's out-witted robot?" By him, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he says that's he's exactly, so outwitted. Because yeah, yeah. Orac says, I, do you think I'm some sort of trained rodent? And Villa says, uh, that's exactly what I think you are, a rat in a yeah. box.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's, a, a, a grain, again, a great name for a fanzine, a rat in a box. A rat box. in a box,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that's when we first get our in- inkling that something's not yeah. quite right, because Orac says something about soon that will no he's, longer be necessary. Yeah, he's
1: a little bit creepy,
0: isn't he? He's starting to go creepy, creepy yes. Yeah. And But we go back to Largo's office and that's when Avon says um, that they want to buy the Terra Nostra's cooperation and they want Largo to be the go-between. And through all this, I like this, because throughout all this scene with Largo, it's Avon and Jenna doing all the talking. Blake's just sat there. He's just sat there studying Largo and that's when Avon whips out his jewels, so to speak.
2: In effect, we want to buy cooperation and expertise from the Earth-based network. Oh. Well, why are you telling me all that? We don't
3: know who rules the Terranostra. Possibly you don't either. But you do know how to get our proposition to them.
2: Let go between. Naturally, we would be prepared to pay for your services. <laughs> Forgive me, Blake. But well, one of the reasons I made my home in a free city like this is because I adore eccentrics.
3: Do we take it that you're not interested?
2: Oh, I'm fascinated. But I'm just an independent businessman. Are you sure? Look, the Terra Nostra doesn't exist. Believe me, it's a... a phantom... A A shadow? A myth. A legend.
3: It's a legend a lot of people believe in.
2: And yet you know it doesn't exist. Why are you so certain? Well, I've got a contact in Federation security. If the syndicate existed, then he'd know about it, wouldn't he? This contact,
3: he wouldn't be the one who arrested me after I refused your cargo, would he?
2: Oh, that was a mistake, Jenna. I was doing a favour for a friend. If I'd known what the cargo was, I wouldn't have touched it myself. You didn't answer the question. I feel as if I'm on trial here. hmm? Why do I feel as if you should be? A beautiful stone. I'm a bit of a collector in a modest way. I could make you an offer. They have a sentimental value for me. Oh, family heirlooms? No, I'm just sentimental about money. We're wasting our time with him. Yes, I think so. Shall we go? I'm sorry we couldn't do business. Let me at least offer you some refreshment.
3: We didn't come
2: for refreshment, Lago. Oh, but I insist.
1: Yeah, is, is cheap resin stone things.
0: We could easily make those, yeah. and we could sell oh them, couldn't we?
1: Genuinely. You could buy them in a, a garden centre for a fish pond, they sell
0: them. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Largo reckons the Terra Nostra, it's all a myth. And um, and this is, again, where we get a bit more background for Jenna, because he says, oh, it's a myth. And she goes, oh, a shadow. And and Largo's denying it, saying it was all a mistake that she got arrested. Do you think her getting arrested is the reason she ended up on the London? It was doing something for Largo that actually got her arrested and sent to Cygnus Alpha.
1: Yeah, well, it can't be... It can't be anything to do with shadow because they say earlier on that possession of shadow in itself is a death it's sentence. It's a death sentence, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder if this is and again, very much sort of parallels as you said, the Star Wars Han Solo Jabba mm-hmm. type yeah. relationship. But it's interesting that um Largo is he's making a pretense of that they're not he's and it, it's like why is he why is he pretending that he's not part of the Terra Nostra if that's their base yeah, and it's it's really nicely played mm. that he's he he's not quite worked out what Blake is in all this.
0: Yeah, so he he has been non committal. It's a bit like Krantor yeah. does, doesn't it? Krantor, yes, when yeah. we get to that episode, it's very much the same way. He's just trying to figure out what Serverland is there for and everything. And, yeah. And he's just...
1: Isn't it isn't it interesting though that no one wants a a, a, a jot to do with Blake? They realise mm. that he, everyone that everyone that Blake deals with ends up dead or yeah, words got their out, Base hasn't it? exploded. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everyone's going. No, 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 nothing doing me. No, nope, yeah. I've not even seen you. <laughs> I'm not looking. La 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 la. Yeah, it really is, and I I don't blame him, to no, be honest. No,
0: I like but, I like so, the Avon yeah. line here as well about you know he, he wants the so jewels back and he, yeah. uh, you know they have a sentimental value and, and Largo says oh family heirlooms and he's no I'm just sentimental about money. Which is a great. Yeah. Line.
1: Avon doesn't get a lot in this, does he? It's not it's not an Avon heavy episode, but uh, he does he does get some uh, some
0: good lines. Yeah, but yeah. It's not.
1: It's nice that they're concentrating on other other characters. Yeah. he gets to pull a nice face
0: change. as well. That's when Blake, you know, wants the jewels back and he has to slap yeah. the bag into Blake's hand and he pulls a bit of a cheesed off. Yeah, uh, look on his face. It's like, they're
1: my stones. Yeah. I've got a fish tank. <laughs>
0: um, but that's when the enforcer comes in. With that gun. And Gan is caught too. We get a lovely shot when Gan, this gun comes out into the frame. Uh, I'm going to freeze frame that. And that's a lovely side shot of that gun to show off just, you know, its origin. Yeah. Yeah.
1: but but I like the fact that yeah Gan is the is the most pointless lookout
0: isn't yes. he? Yes. Well, he calls it out, doesn't he? Largo calls it out. You yeah. used the oh yeah. no no it's it's Beck who says oh what you used him for uh, for
1: Beck does it yeah, yes yeah. yeah he's stating the obvious there isn't yeah. he yeah yeah it's so good yeah. it's so good
0: up on the liberator Calla Callie realizes that Villa's no longer around um yeah he's been teleported with the aid of Orak because Zen. Says so.
3: Zen, where is he? I left him on watch.
0: He is no longer
2: on the ship. But he must be. He teleported into the city with the assistance of the one called Orak. I forgot about Aurak. The one called Orak is not concerned for the safety of the liberator.
3: Well, where is Orak then? He's not in the teleport section. I just came from there.
2: In return for the remote activation of the teleport system, Villa conveyed the one called Orak to another part of the Liberator.
3: Which part? Where?
2: Be silent.
3: Aurak? Then? Then! Villa, this is Callie. Come in, please. Villa!
2: What do you want, Callie?
3: I want you back here.
2: Get ready to teleport. Wasting your time, Callie. I'm not wearing the bracelet. I'm not going to be snatched away in the middle of. in the middle of anything. Sightseeing. And you should see some of the sights I'm seeing. No, perhaps you shouldn't.
3: Where is Aurak?
2: Promise not to tell. I never break a promise.
3: Oh, yes, you do.
2: Almost never. Borak's all right. You can't run away.
3: Oh, you fool,
2: Villa. Stop worrying, Callie. I'll be back soon. Tell you what, I'll bring you back a present. What would you like, Callie? Name it. And it's yours.
3: A necklace, Villa, made from your teeth.
0: Zen doesn't say Aurak. He just calls he says he's the one called Aurak.
1: Yeah, I love that line. The one called Aurak one... is not concerned with the safety of the Liberator. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love Zen in it. Zen is such a good character. Kind of... Are we doing Zen at some point? Yes
0: we are. We're doing a special yes. on Zen yeah. and the Liberator together. Yeah. yeah.
1: I love Zen. Yeah. I want I want my I want Alexa to be Zen. Stuff Aurak. Oh, I just said Alexa. She <laughs> <something>. <laughs> Would you have to
0: keep doing that for?
1: Oh, no, she switched
0: off. Okay. Um, and he also says that, you know, for transporting, Aurak has been hidden by Villa yeah. somewhere on the ship. Um, and she calls Villa. And here we are. This is what we were talking about. Villa is in Space City. Yeah. And brilliant lines performed brilliantly by Michael Keating about all about, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm sightseeing. And you should see some of the sights I'm seeing. <laughs> That's another great line. Yeah.
1: And then he. Then he immediately says, because it's Callie. Oh, well, perhaps you perhaps shouldn't. you shouldn't. And it's like it, there's so much suggestion in that, isn't there's there? There's an awful lot yeah. of
0: suggestion in the breathlessness of him. What yeah. is, what is he having what done to on? him? I don't want to oh, see. What is yeah, he I don't see.
1: In in my uh, in in my notes, I've just put Villa is off his tip. <laughs> he <is. laughs> he's, he's on something. Isn't he?
0: <laughs> oh, it's terrific. And um, and that's when he says to Callie, oh. Um, I'll bring you back a present, what you want. And that's when we got the brilliant line, delivered brilliantly by Jan of, uh, you know, a necklace made from your teeth, you know. Another great line.
1: I've put under that line, Callie is
0: awesome. She is.
1: I love Callie. She is
0: brilliant in this. Um, But that's when Aurak, he dims the lights and tells her that it'll turn off the life support if she tries to find him. Um, Over in the city, Gan and Avon are thrown in with Beck and Hannah. Blake calls the Liberator and we get the whole uh, thing very cleverly done about, you know, because he's got a gun on him, hasn't he? And talking yeah. to Callie and says, tell Zen to bring over the yeah. rest of the money, which sets the alarm bells off for Callie.
2: Liberator, this is Blake. Come in, please.
3: Blake, this is Callie. We have a problem.
2: Later, Callie. This is more important. We've made a deal, but we need the rest of the money as a demonstration of good faith. They don't entirely trust us yet. Have Zen collect it and bring it across, will
3: you? All the money?
2: Yes, Callie, all of it. Oh, it's a trick killer. Oh, wait a minute. Why do you think it's a trick? You think I'm a fool, Zen can't leave your ship. Your shuttle shuttlecraft's here in the city. We carry more than one shuttle. How many? Four. Four? Callie, this is Lago. Yes? Shall we send your shuttle back or what am I? Asked?
3: Neither. It is not necessary. Why not? We have another shuttle.
2: Another shuttle? It's quite a ship. How many shuttles you carry? He's testing me.
3: Probably too far away. Blake. Blake? I shall count. When I reach the right number, call my name. One, two, three, four.
2: Callie, are you still there? Sorry, what did you ask? I was just wondering how many shuttles you carry.
3: Four? Does it matter?
2: We'll be expecting your man, Zen. Right. I
1: mean, he won't be expecting us. Yeah, and Callie's um, uh, uh, telepathy comes into play again. Doesn't yeah, this
0: it? is what I don't in, like about yeah. this scene. It takes far too long. Yeah,
1: too but slow. Her they've whole. Got, I he's testing got a, me. It's probably too far. It, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It takes too long. If if that yeah. if this was happening in real time for Largo, he would know there was something up. This whole while she's yeah. waiting and considering. Oh, it's going to be too far. And Blake. Um, you know I'm going to start counting blah 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 you know uh, it goes on a they, bit too far
1: yeah they, they could have done they they could have been confident enough to have him say how many shuttles do you have and then a, a close up of Blake's face merge straight away to a close up of Callie and she says four yeah that that would have worked I think they, they've they erred on the side of will people still remember that she's meant to be oh telepathic? it could be that as well but yeah it would a little trim there, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and um, because yes, Largo had smelt a rat, hadn't he? He said, "Oh, oh, they're yes. bluffing." Your shuttle's already here. You know, we missed that little bit out. But straight after that, more terrific stuff from Callie because that's when she calls, oh, you know, yeah. the Space City and says that she's the weaponry officer.
3: Orac, I need Zen. I will ask no questions. Zen. Put the battle computers online. Put up the force wall. Activate the radiation flare shield and clear the neutron blasters for firing.
2: Completed. Neutron blasters are cleared for firing.
3: Open up a voice channel to the city's central control.
2: Confirmed. Central control, central control, go ahead.
3: This is the weaponry officer on the battlecruiser Liberator.
2: Duty officer. Your computer took a priority channel. Whatever you want, it better be important.
3: Four of my friends are being held prisoner in your city. Unless you release them immediately, I shall open fire on you.
2: Listen lady, you shouldn't drink in those cheap dives. You go blind eventually.
3: Zen, report Battle computer status to Central Control.
2: Confirmed. All right, so you're at battle stations. You don't expect us to believe that you...
3: A man called Largo is holding my friends. You have six minutes to release them.
2: You can't be serious.
3: I was never more so. You have five minutes and 55 seconds.
2: Detectors report high speed approach. Scan. Gunship. It is maneuvering for attack position. Warn them off. Warning ignored. Compute coordinates range blasters. Blasters ranged. Warn them again. Warning ignored. They are pressing their attack. I gave them a chance.
3: Hold your fire, Central. The next shot will be right down your throats. You have three minutes and thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, of the battle cruiser Liberator. Yeah, love that. It, it, love it's
0: that. really, really good stuff. As she threatens yeah. them, they send out a gunship, and she threatens it what twice. Uh, yeah,
1: but she's so professional, and this this is the Cali. Yeah that she should have been all the way through. She knows what she's doing, she's confident. She lets them have a chance, because she she doesn't particularly like killing people, but she will kill them if they carry on. And it's it's step by step this is a this is a superb scene.
0: This is Freedom Fighter Callie. This is the Callie from Time yeah. Squad. Yep. When you compare her here to we discussed this when we, when we were talking about Jarvik at the end, when Jarvik is fighting yep. Dana, and Callie just stands there and watches. It, they're two completely different characters now. Two completely.
1: Ka- Callie would have uh, gone behind and picked up the knife and stabbed him in the back yep. of the neck, wouldn't yep. she? She's, yeah. It's I, I much prefer this character. Yeah.
0: Back in Space City, Avon and Gan they break free, and they also free Blake, um, and they teleport. Away, leaving Beck and Hannah behind, don't they? But then yes. Blake comes back about thirty seconds later, saying he's changed his mind, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, it's it's a weird little scene, but it, I don't know what they're implying there. Like it was like, what are they? Because we all knew that Blake wouldn't leave he, them. No,
0: no, but he says, you know, um, maybe you can help me because one of my crewmates wants to make a necklace out of his teeth. I would love to have seen that 30 seconds when Blake arrives on the Liberator, finds this plastered villa trying to knock his teeth out, and it's like, oh, I'm not, oh, (laughs) put me back down again, you know? Yeah. So we go forward a little bit more in time, and they're all on the flight deck, and, you know, they've been filled in by Cali, what's going on? And Gan comes in. He's been looking for Orak, even calling his name. (laughs) To which uh, Avon has a retort, of course.
3: Everything seems normal enough. Maybe she
0: imagined it. That's not like Kelly.
3: It's not like Orak either.
0: Any luck?
2: Can't find Orak. Even tried calling his name. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. It's the kind of natural stupidity no amount of training could ever hope to match. You found Orak? No, but then I never really expected to. It is one of Villa's more elaborate practical jokes. Talking of Villa, how long before he comes round? Oh, several hours. And he won't feel much like laughing when he does. Oh, I'll guarantee that.
1: Yeah, I, I, again, Avon gets some really nice one-liners, some classics, doesn't he? In uh, in sort of the scene and a couple of the others in there.
0: I, n- I never like it when he's like snidey to Gann because he says about that's the level of natural yeah. stupidity. Gann should have done said something back. Gann lets it go every time, doesn't he? But we get m- yeah. G- sorry, I
1: was going to say yeah. It would, it, you'd like a, a scene where Avon comes in with a black eye. I was like, what happened? Mm. Oh, I spoke back to Gan again.
0: <laughs> yeah. But Gan is there. We get more conscience from Gan because Blake yeah. admits that he's wrong. That's a new thing. Yeah. But he still wants to hurt the Terra Nostra by, de- by destroying the source of their power, um, Shadow. And that's when we get that nice line yeah. from, from Avon about law makers, oh, law breakers, let us fight them all. Why not? I like that line. Yeah. That wasn't Practice. necessary, but no, no, no that's an ex- excellent line. But I don't understand this now. Blake says he's wrong. I, I love that. Go on. I was going
1: to say I love that a- every
0: episode we build
1: up where Avon his his sort of view of Blake is confirmed every time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That Blake is a dangerous. Yeah. Or as I've, I've actually put in my notes, Blake's a twat. He's ap- dangerous, yeah, yeah. but in
0: this episode, Avon's not objecting to anything that Blake is suggesting. No. It's Gan who's objecting to it all, okay? And this one, I don't understand this because Blake says, all right, persuasion was wrong, now we're going to try force. We're going to hurt the Terra Nostra. Why? This has got nothing to do with yeah. the Earth. It's, we haven't reached the point yet where we know the Terra Nostra is run by the Federation this is like Blake has had his nose put out of joint with the Largo thing. So it's like, oh, okay, we were going to go for Earth. He said earlier, you, you know, all I'm interested in is Earth. But now he wants, you, yeah, you know, to settle revenge. things. Yes, yeah. yeah. It is like he wants revenge.
1: Yeah, and they sort of, they, right at the end, like you say, they they have that exposition scene where they try and make out, oh, see, so Blake was right to do this, but he's not. They, they could walk away at this point and nothing, nothing would be lost from their fight no. to get rid of the Federation. He's, Blake's been shown to be an idiot, and he's got a safe face, hasn't yeah. he? And that's all he's doing it for. Yeah. Every death from this point onwards in this episode is purely down to Blake.
0: Yes. Yeah. Now, I've got a big question for you coming up. All yep. Right. The next scene is Largo's talking to the chairman of the Terra Nostra. Okay. Yes. Superbly played by Vernon Dopchev. Okay. Who I always like. Um, you know. Yeah, he it...
1: always plays that sort of character, doesn't he?
2: I
0: know where to look for them,
2: Chairman. Only your stupidity makes it necessary to look for them. I had to ensure that they took my agent with them. Ah. But she's reporting on their movements. I'll follow them and capture them. So. Chairman, the rewards will be threefold. The money they're carrying, which is substantial. The bounty from the authorities, which is also substantial. And more important of all, the demonstration that we can punish where the Federation itself can't even reach. Very well, Largo. A heavy cruiser will be at your disposal, but don't delay it too long. Or the rewards will be onefold. The demonstration that we can punish thank you for your confidence, Chairman. Largo, that is too small a thing to thank me for. you pay for that.
1: Before or after he finds out that you were lying.
2: Was I lying? It would make me very unhappy to think that you tried to use me, like some fool. No, just an enforcer. Maybe a gun, not your brain. Of course I was lying. Except about the girl. She's not your agent. Oh, but she is. That dream head is going to tell us exactly where Blake
0: and his friend decide to go. Him, him messing around with that tank there, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, it's very Bond villain-like. He's, yeah. he's playing this, right? Now, right, here's my question for you, Okay. Later on in this story, we find out that the president of the federation runs the Terra Nostra. So is this person, the chairman, is this the president? Is this the president of the federation? Because I can believe it. Because we are early Blake Seven still. We're still political bad guys. I can totally believe that old Vernon here would be the president of the uh, federation totally.
1: I think, yeah, I, I've never considered that, but I think that's a damn good idea. Yeah. It's never said it's not, and we never see anything to dispute this, so I think from this point onwards, he is the president of I'm the I'm believing it, because,
0: yeah, if you yeah. ever did see the president of the Federation, you know, Serverland's boss, this Vernon guy, yeah. yeah, I this is how I'd want him to be. He's,
1: yeah, he's going to be more like this than he would be, say, a, you know, a, a politician like you know um yes minister style politician isn't it that, to get to get to the top in this federation this
0: sort of fascist regime
1: yeah i i like that i like the idea that he could be because he's brilliant he's so yeah. he's so horrible he has
0: that he has that manner about yeah. him that we've discussed already with um Rontaine and also kevin stoney's who, who did Kenny, kevin stoney did we discuss where you've got there's all the threat there yeah, through being um, quite civil, you know? Yeah. I don't know. If, yeah.
1: If this had if this was if this was the case, wouldn't it have been great if they'd have shown this guy talking to as if he's the boss of the Terra Nostra and then before Blake and his expositional scene or you could get rid of that expositional scene and then have something where they're showing like a you know, a a, a you know, the old uh your Empire Needs You style poster mm. and have him on yeah. it. Or something that said, you know, re elect president whatever his name is, President Spider Petter. Yeah. That would have been brilliant. That would so oh so that I think that's a good idea, Eric. Let's do it. Yes, you're always you're always surprising me. You're always surprising <laughs> me. Oh I'm
0: glad you think, to think you hear know it.
1: everything about Blake Seven and then
0: I throw like, something in, yes. You do? Yeah. But um in this scene, we find out that Hannah is actually Largo's um, agent on the Liberator and will tell them where the Liberator is going. Um, well, is, is it? Because I, I read it that she's,
1: she's an unwitting because yes. they put the radiation yeah. source into the... Which I
0: think is a chilling yeah, idea. She doesn't know she's the there. agent. Yeah. yeah. She's basically got a tracking device but they're in just, her, They're tracking they? people. Yeah. yeah. But how does this work, all right?
1: Yeah, I mean, th- and it's it, it's so um it's so coldly said, and it? it's like, won't that kill them, or won't that injure? It's like, well, They're dying anyway, only a bit sooner. Yeah, so cold.
0: Yeah, but the, it's the physics that's bothering me. I mean, she is basically a tracking device. She has this radiation that can be yeah. tracked. The chairman has given Largo a heavy cruiser. At his disposal. Again, that's another uh, reason I think this is the president. Who else has got the authority yeah. to just give yeah. this guy a heavy cruiser? All right. Now, this heavy cruiser is following the Liberator. That's how come they know where they're going. But at a distance far enough away that the heavy yeah. cruiser doesn't pick up on the Liberator's scanner. So whatever that radiation is, that's very yeah. powerful radiation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're talking Chernobyl level, are. aren't we? It's not, she she yeah.
0: should be glowing in the dark. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Zen analyzes Hannah's shadow, and it's partly made from these things called moon disks, yeah. which are partly telepathic and able to move to stay out of the sun. They're, they're like a, a cactus, aren't they? Avon. Know it all, yes. Avon. He knows that whatever yeah. that, that thing was, it's a cactus. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he he knows his botany now, doesn't he? Yes.
0: <laughs> well, he's a computer whiz. He, he he reads lots of stuff on on Google or Wikipedia, yeah. I suppose.
1: I suppose, yeah, yeah. He um he's got access to the. He's the only one with access to the internet. So. Yeah.
0: But that's when they get set to go to the source planet of the moon disc, Zondar. Yes. And Zondar. and we have yeah. more conscience from Gan at this point. Zen. Analyze. I want the derivation.
2: The main constituent is an organic compound probably derived from a xerophyte of the genus Cola. A cactus. Confirmed. The species is Alpha 7 oblique 5. Known as the moon disk, it was greatly prized for its partial telepathy and its ability to move short distances to avoid direct sunlight.
4: It stayed in the shadows.
2: So that's where the name comes from. Commercial collectors rendered the moon disk extinct on its native planet. Which planet, Zen? Zonda. And when it proved impossible to grow in any other environment, the total extinction of the species followed logically. Only it didn't. There are traces of an element... All right, Zen, we've got enough. Have the navigation computers set in a course for the planet Zonda? Confirmed. Wait. It has to be the source. The key to the all Terra Nostra's power. If we control that, we control them. Right. The drug in return for their help. Blake, that would make us pushers. Or well, maybe we won't keep our end of the bargain. And that would make us cheats. That will make us winners, Gan. That's the only
0: excuse for fighting.
3: It's too good a chance to miss Gan.
0: Um because Blake says if they control the shadow, they control the Terra Nostra. Um and that's when Gan says a drug in return for cooperation. That makes us pushers. And he, he is absolutely right. You are getting in the drugs yeah. games now, now, aren't you?
1: Yeah, and this is, again, <laughs> a, a very Dune uh, reference, isn't it? Because um, uh, Paul, when he's Mardi, uh says that um, uh, if you can destroy a thing, you can control it. I'm talking about the spice. Mm. And this is exactly the same idea, isn't yeah. it? That That Blake's going to threaten to destroy it if they don't do as he wants but that gan's absolutely right that that means if they do do as they want blake's happily pushing this crap out
0: yes yeah well we've got a hungover villa staggering down a corridor yeah. and he finds a comatose cali in the corridor lying next to Orac. i guess you know she found Orac and then collapsed and I love the next bit because it's you know Villa's saying to Callie, "Are you all right?" And we get this really startling, very loud shriek, don't we, um, yeah. from Callie? And I like in the fade out to this, um, you hear Orac, and it's 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 way in the mix; it's hard to pick out, but Orac um, goes obviously insane, doesn't he? Yeah, which is terrific.
1: Yeah, it's it's such a again really nicely, really nicely done um there's an interesting as well uh, i know it's a throwaway line but it's played in such a weird way where um avon says that callie is more human than him yes is. yeah and then villa villa makes a jokey reference about the fact that he he's meaning that she's got more heart than him and it's like what does it what does Avon mean at that
0: point unless he believes unless he agrees with Villa yeah. that yes i am cold i am heartless you know she's well, more I was emotional wondering, than is
1: me. is that is that Avon saying he's not from earth does he mean it literally that she's more human than i am you know because mm-hmm. otherwise the joke doesn't work well it's not much of a joke but otherwise the line doesn't work if Avon's meaning exactly the same thing as Villa says then it it's almost a pointless line. It's yeah, really interesting,
0: mm. I think. Yeah, thought. all of this is very interesting. I also I didn't say, but you see you, yeah, you know, you see Callie's face in Aurak, don't you? Yeah. You know, yeah. um so yeah.
1: Very this this whole sequence now reminds me of um I don't know if you've seen the, the Doc Who stories Kinder and Snake. Dance. No, it's Peter Davison, I moved and away. Yeah. And it, Peter Davison, yeah. And know, strikingly similar in these, these sequences. Oh. Of course, um, this would have come first, part, though, because yes. this is still Tom yes,
0: Baker so era, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is this would have been yeah, first. Yeah.
0: Um, Avon checks Callie, and he he says there's nothing physically wrong with her, and Villa can't remember a thing um, about you know where he hid or or what was going on or anything yeah. like that. Uh, cut back to Space City, and uh, the Enforcer now um, is talking to the Chairman. They'll be making Planetfall any time now. Excellent.
2: Are all Lago's addicts so available? Yes, Chairman. It seems he's been adding it to all the shadow that we supplied. Radioactive, you say? Not exactly. Controlled particle emission. Detectable only with the right equipment, which Largo's got, of course. Surely it damages the addicts? Kills them a little sooner. But at least, if you need one, you always know where to look. What a clever idea. We must consider it for general use. What about Blake and his friends, Chairman? You can leave all that to me. Yes, Chairman. You've done well. Dispose of the body. His assets are now yours. Thank you, Chairman.
0: And um, yeah. says that the Liberator has arrived at the planet. And the Chairman says that Blake's going to be dealt with. Dispose of the body and all his assets are now yours. And again, it's this cold, cold way of saying this, because we realise what they're talking about, because that's when the camera pans down, and there's Largo. He's dead with a load of mustard around his lips.
1: Yeah, I I thought that. It's like, did he poison his hot dog or something? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Death by condom. I think
0: you're right. You know, uh, I think he was an addict himself, and this is like an OD on it.
1: Yeah, I think I reckon so. Because otherwise, why would they make him up with the the shadow lines mm. on his face, the same as as Hannah? They make such a big play of it that she's got it. And, Is
0: it uh, the Harkonnen's uh, in Dune, the rather decadent, corrupt? Yes, the line. The, the um,
1: they're they're the the sort of the, the the villains of Dune. Not quite as over the top as in Cronenberg's, uh, not Cronenberg in uh, mm. Lynch's version, but. uh yeah they're 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 very yeah this is very similar Yeah, i'm I'm
0: getting a harkonnen vibe on on the way largo looks you know and the way he dies as well yeah
1: i think chris boucher was must have been a uh, frank herbert Mm, fan
0: mm. oh well we then go back to the liberator and blake is in shouty mode
3: carly's still the same hannah's singing to her now what i don't think she's going to come out of it Blake. she will I don't think you care whether she does or she doesn't.
2: One thing at a time, Jenna. I've been thinking. If it's that hot down there, why don't you try landing on the night side? Why don't you try listening? The system has twin suns. There is no night side. I wish you wouldn't shout. Gan, have you got everything clear? Yes. Well? Well, Zen's doing the flying. I'm just monitoring it.
3: Well, monitoring what?
2: Maintaining a powered orbit on the edge of the atmosphere. Why? For maximum cover. From defences that should be there but aren't. Are you ready to go? There's nothing you can do for Callie. Even shouting at everybody else is not going to help her. Powered orbit can be tricky, Gan. You need to stay alert. All systems are functioning normally. Status is firm. Good. Then let's go, Jenna. Villa. Teleporter.
0: Yeah. He's shouting at Villa. He's shouting at Gan. (laughs) You know, he's shouting at everybody. And he only because he knows he's wrong. He knows and he, he's wrong, and he won't.
1: And he won't. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's again such brilliant, brilliant written characters and portrayed characters that we all know people like this. That if they're wrong, they don't admit they're wrong. They double they just down, just get angry and shout and bully. And yeah, it's it's so cleverly yeah. done.
0: And he only stops again. Avon is the one who says, "Look, shouting at everybody isn't going to help." uh and make her better yeah. and that's when he does look a bit told off uh except for villa who who he's still hacked off with yeah. um and they teleport down to a quarry um and i like the way it's been photographed it's been photographed to look really hot and yeah. uh, and it's got
1: this so a hot desert a hot desert planet <laughs> with the drug. Mm. Oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I did like that. Uh, yeah, that Blake has a bit of a Javik moment, doesn't he, with
0: his. Top. My next he's note, very low. My cut. next note yeah. here is Blake is totally unzipped, which blows your yeah. theory completely out of the water. Yeah,
1: he's, he's not ready for action. Yeah,
0: no, no. You said yeah. at the very beginning of us doing this that Blake zips up when he means action yeah. well he's doing the opposite here yes yes <laughs>
1: yeah he's he's got it all on he set, couldn't hasn't be more he? unzipped <laughs>
0: yes yeah
1: well he could but we wouldn't uh, want to see it. I
0: like it. that matte painting yeah. sky you've got a white sky and you've got a very yeah. red sun in the sky yes that looks really good uh they find the moon discs and they look really good i like those moon discs um again easy to easy enough to make you cast them in like clear, yeah. clear resin don't you the way they move, though, they don't remind me of uh, Michael Benteen's potty time. Yeah. They yes. really do. yeah, very similar, yeah. yeah.
1: They move a bit too fast. Yes. I know they they, they couldn't have them moving really slowly because it would slow it right down. But, yeah, they move a little bit fast for
0: what they're meant to be. But also, you, you don't um, see the wire, though, to their credit. No, no, it's well yeah. done. Well you no, know, it is well done. Um, meanwhile, up on the Liberator, Orak is talking telepathically to... Kali or is it Orac?
2: Child of Aura listen to the voice of Orac. remember the touch of hands and laughter and the warmth of open minds remember
3: these things for they are gone you are alone no you are alone you are the last of the humankind Orak, don't I am the darkness
4: Orac brings my darkness You are alone in me
2: Run, master of the humans Run before my darkness engulfs you Run 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 Run, Run.
1: Yeah, and we get a lovely, unusual downward shot of Aurac, don't we? So if anyone wants to make an Aurac, well, that's, I think that's the only time we see a down, a, a dead set, ninety-degree yeah. downward shot. And
0: I don't know because I've never looked into making a full-size Aurac. Um, but his key, which is on the left, the the, yeah. the activation key, the the grey EMA dome that's there. Is that yeah, the, the same, same as on the, on the it bracelet? It is the same yeah. as that's on the bracelet. I was yeah. looking at that and I was thinking, oh, I wonder if that is the same. Oh, it's the EMA Yeah okay. And, yeah, I mean, this isn't really Orac talking because he's saying about how she's alone and how he no. is the darkness. And then he says, Orac brings my darkness, you know. Um,
1: yeah, it's, it's nice. It, it's almost this whole storyline should have had a episode on its own or it should have been a two-part hmm. or something. Because this is again, this is like hugely interesting interdimensional aliens, and it's like frip, gone. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I love the next bit when he says about run, and then you get this run, yeah. run, run, run on the soundtrack repeated over and over again as yeah. she belts it down the corridor. She's she looks brilliant. Oh, Jan, there when she's running, she looks really yeah. determined as she's legging it down the corridor, and she teleports to Zonda. Although when she arrives, she's got a completely different hairstyle. All her location work, her hair has grown, or she had a haircut just yeah. before they did the studio work. But she's got much longer hair, and it's much frizzier than it was when it was on the Liberator.
1: I think it's the it's the heat. On is the that planet. what it
0: is? Yeah, it makes makes. Oh, sure they are going authentic, heat, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she collapses, and a moon disc scuttles along to her, and yep. uh, up on the Liberator, Villa tries to turn Aurak off and he gets yeah. a couple of electric shocks doesn't he
1: yeah he gets gets one and then tries it yeah. again which is pure is very villa, villa, yes. an yeah.
0: and uh yeah orax yeah. says the bridge is almost complete and you will not disconnect and um we go back down onto the planet the three down there they have a tussle with the guards and then and then we go yeah. back up onto the ship and orax says that the bridge is now complete
3: no well, she didn't hit me she ran straight over me I was just in the way.
2: I never saw anyone so scared. You couldn't tell why? You couldn't see what was driving her. I don't think I'd want to. You can't share someone's madness. Well, they on our own. Callie told me her people don't share any experience. Their telepathy means they never have to be alone. Makes them very strong. Well, when they're together, I mean, what happens when one's isolated? I think that's what we're finding out. I'm going back to the teleport. All right, all right, you can go back to sleep. That key's electrified. Did you do that purposely? You will not disconnect. Is that right? Ah! That hurts. The bridge is almost complete. You will not disconnect.
0: Um, and the Li- Liberator starts losing power and starts yeah. heading towards the planet and I like here that Gan is in charge all the way through this. Gan is in charge, and he knows what to do. He's saying all the right things. I mean, none of it is working, but he knows what to do. And
1: yeah, he's he's uh, since since um, which episode was it? The breakdown mm. when they were teaching yes. him how to
0: do stuff. He's obviously studied a bit. Yeah, hasn't yeah, he? yeah. And he tells Villa to disconnect Orac, but yeah. Hannah, for no other reason than that she has to die says i'll do it and runs in front of villa and does it and then gets electrocuted and dies doesn't she
1: yeah it's the only that's the only sort of again slightly rushed end to this episode it's the only criticism i've got of this episode is that they it's sort of her her character's usefulness has yeah. run out so it's like oh what what can we do She's got to yeah.
0: die she's There's no real need she's not that. even standing next to Warwick. if villa was the other no. side of the flight deck that makes sense. But she runs up past him and goes, I'll do it. And then she's dead. Hmm.
1: Yeah. It's almost, is, is it, like, why? Did they just want a bit of excitement? They could have left her alive. It wouldn't have impacted anything well, on the Well, Beck's
0: got after revenge at the end. I mean, that's how the story yeah. ends. But, yeah, no, she could have still been alive. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Liberator—it's going into the atmosphere. But this being the BBC, yep. you know, instead of a model shot of the Liberator going into the atmosphere, we've just got red gel on the lights yeah. on the flight deck, haven't we? Yeah, can't can't spend too much. Mm. Um, down on the planet, only beginning of the yes. season. Uh, down on the planet, we've got a spectral Callie sits up. She has an out-of-body experience and says hello to the moon yep. discs. And then challenges the Force, whatever this thing is. It's an alien from another dimension using Aurak as the bridge. This time, this is the first time I've ever thought about this. This whole idea about there being this entity from another dimension trying to get across. Then half remind me of uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Yeah. You know? Yeah, same sort of idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, this, this alien entity says that you're alone. She says, no, I'm not alone. And somehow manages to get orx key
1: yeah i'm not i mean well we 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 get explained why don't we cuz blake blake says it where well, he can't he can't pronounce telekinesis can no, <laughs> he <It> says telekinesis And <laughs> <laughs> like what? what what are you on about but yeah but it still doesn't it's like mm. Mm, so many so many this this is more important they've just discovered interdimensional yeah. aliens and the fact that uh, telekinesis is, is actual and works—surely this is much more important than a petty feud with the federation. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, yep, yeah, get get through that, get that through that quickly. We got to get back to we got to get back to the match. Yeah, yeah. This is this is major development. I'd have loved to have seen this fleshed out a bit more. Mm. Who was this interdimensional thing? They could have tied this into the end of Star One as well and had tied it in with the Andromedans. They and could and have been Andromedans and or something. This was them trying to... Yeah, it, would,
0: it could be an alternate reality rather than another dimension. Yeah. There's a bit of fan fiction, yeah. you know, just where did that come It could have been the Star Trek universe or something like that, you know? It could yeah. be anything.
1: Oh, I... Can you, I don't want to see. Well, can you imagine a, a mirror
0: universe for Blake Seven? Oh, can you imagine the Mirror yeah. Mirror episode of Blake Seven? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh dear. That would all be nice. You people. wouldn't have liked Avon. Avon would you have won liked... Yeah, yeah no,
0: no. And And I, and Villa would be a real hard man criminal, wouldn't he? You know. Yeah. It,
1: yeah. You couldn't. I'm glad no, they did. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm glad they did. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, the, the three teleport followed by Callie, and. This is it. This is where I don't like this story. We get the clunkiest exposition from Callie about yeah. what's been going on. So it was an alien life form that killed her
3: Yes. It was trying to use Aurac as a bridge to cross from its own universe into ours. That's why it needed so much power.
2: But a quantum jump would need much more energy potential than Liberator could develop. The explosion in the planet's atmosphere would have provided the rest. Yes, I hadn't thought of that. So you see, Beck... This thing tapped into orac's channels, sucked up all his energy, so that it could come squirting out and swallow us all. The Plain Man's Guide to Alien Invasions. But where did Callie fit in? Why did it attack you, Callie?
3: I was a threat to it. I knew it was there because of my telepathy. orac uses special communication waves which pass into another dimension. And it is the same dimension which allows thought transference. Orak's telepathic? No. Telepathy is conscious. Orak has no consciousness in that dimension. He merely drives a beam through it, which is why he could be controlled by this force.
2: And why you couldn't? You fought it telepathically.
3: Yes. Once the moon disks have broken through my isolation, as soon as I was no longer all alone, I could fight it.
2: But what about the key? How did you get Orak's key while he was up here and you were down there? Long arms? Telekinesis. Who? The power to move objects by thought alone. That seems unlikely
3: yes it does even among my people such power is rare maybe the moon discs their telepathy gave me courage perhaps it gave me strength too
2: so either we all become telepathic or we dump aurac destroy
3: rather than dump surely
2: i'll do it it isn't necessary will it work of course it will work i have set a small disruption bond to precise limits within Orak's energy range any variation above or below and there will be a rather satisfying little explosion the slightest attempt to tamper with the communication channels, reduce Orac to a heap of spare parts. So Hannah died for nothing. Just her. Even that machine survives. I'm sorry, Berger. She was dying anyway. Oh, I know, yes. Just another dreamhead. But what about the low-life scum that really killed her? What about the Terra Nostra? That is who we are waiting for now. Well, what? Why? We want them to realize that we know who they are. This is the idea of a guard I killed. He was a member of Federation security, a very special member. He was one of the President's personal security force. The President of the Federation runs the Shadow Operation. And since Shadow is the basis of the Terra Nostra... I don't believe it. It's quite logical. To have total control, you must control totally both sides
0: of the law. The Terra Nostra, the Federation. Two sides of the same power. You know, she just—they ask her questions and she explains it all. I mean, I like Villa's nice layman terms about what's going on about you know this thing squishing out and, and taking over and everything. That's neat. But the whole Cali thing. Oh no, it, it's oh it's rushed, it, isn't it? It they, is rushed. They,
1: they've they've amalgamated two episodes together. I yeah. reckon two stories yeah
0: i mean yeah you know how did you get the key long arms nice line from villa but you know yeah for 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 callie to go maybe the moon discs that 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 that, that's poor writing it's just unanswered how did that key get into her hand telekinesis is moving an object with your mind therefore she had to make the the key come out of aurac Fly through the corridors of the Liberator, reach an airlock, open the airlock, put Orac in it, open the outer airlock, then the key fly down through the atmosphere into her hand.
1: Yeah. Mm. It's a bit it's a bit uh far fetched. Yeah. I, I do get the feeling that these are two separate episode uh sort of you know, story lines that perhaps were suggested for episodes and they went well it's not really strong enough mm. let's let's mash them together and for most of it it works it's just that it is a little bit rushed at the end
0: i i think you're right i yeah. mean the whole alien dimension an alien from another dimension is is a fascinating idea it yeah. was never covered again and presumably it never tried to do it again because avon's put a bomb into aurac so if if it tries doing it again aurac will just blow up and Alright, never did blow up, so I guess the alien learned yeah. its lesson and which, never tried again.
1: Which is a bit strange. And also the fact that we if if Callie, in conjunction with some moon discs, can from an from orbit use telekinesis to do stuff. They have just developed a brilliant weapon, haven't they? Just go into orbit of Earth and have us stop Servaland's heart oh, or yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like oh well, yeah we better not because you it can again. do
0: it because she's got a moon disc yeah. in that cat litter tray hasn't yeah. she yeah in a, yeah
1: in the cat we litter never tray. see that but i love no avon i love avon's and whose is whose this? Is this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's almost sheldon from big yeah, brother there so the way good. he's like and whose is this yes yes blake yeah. knows that the president of the federation runs the terra nostra because avon got like an id card off of one of the guards I don't know why he's checking the guards' pockets when he's like, you know, running for his life. But uh,
1: well, you know, he's always after small things. Yes, and
0: he wants to wait in orbit for you know the Federation to arrive to show them the place being destroyed by Beck. Beck is shown this little button in amongst all the buttons. Press that, and and that will destroy it. So that's your neutron blaster button. Yeah, just lost 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 in a a, sea of buttons. You should have a whacking great big red button for that, or a lever that you pull down, or something. Not not just one in a line of buttons, but... mm. Um, And Blake also says that uh, he'll take Beck back to Space City, because Beck says, what is there for me to uh, fight for? And he's like, well, fight. I'll give you three years, and I will return to see how you're getting on. Which, in reality,
1: that's a death sentence, and Blake's (laughs) just condemned him to death, because... Because alright, Largo's dead, they don't know no. that. But even though Largo's dead, someone else, because of that nature of the, the mafia business, someone else has stepped in. Well it's the up. enforcers so, taken
0: over from, from, yeah, from Largo. Exactly. And the enforcer knows who Beck is. Doesn't he? So,
1: so Yeah. So he's gonna So he's gonna uh, teleport down on his own, with no weaponry, he's immediately gonna yeah, get he's, killed. He's lost his it's, brother, he's lost yeah. his
0: sister, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But even if he did survive, say he did survive, right, and he did make a go of it. Do you think Blake would have returned in three years if he could have done, if Blake no. had survived?
1: No, because Blake he's he's always saying. He said like it this, to Avalon, he?
0: didn't he? Think... He said or yeah. or or Kasabi's daughter, he said that to somebody yeah. else. You, you, you know, I'll come back, I'll give you five years and I'll come back and see how you're getting on. That's nice of him to suggest that, isn't <laughs> it? It's a bit pompous. Yeah,
1: we'll never mention yeah. you again, yeah. mate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And that's the end of the story. That's where the story ends. Um, and a thoroughly enjoyable story. I, I really like Shadow. I really do.
1: Yeah, it was. I was very, very impressed with it. I, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought, apart from the rushed ending, mm. there was nothing. There was nothing stupid in the episode. It all, it worked. It all hung together. Uh, really well acted. Brilliantly scripted. Um, yeah, I got no complaints about this mm. one, which is yeah. unusual.
0: I'd happily watch oh, it Oh, yeah, yet. yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, behind the scenes, as I said, um, this was the very first episode to be totally written by Chris Boucher. And boy, does it show. Um, the guard costumes. Shows, we didn't it. really talk about the guards down on the planet, these uh, silvery costumes. They were made especially for the yeah. story, not by anybody on the BBC, but a company called the Theatre of the Primitive Future Costumers. Yeah. They sound like they went out of business. Mm, I'll have to look into them and if I can find any info yeah. I'll I'll put it on the Facebook page. Um the the Safari suits though that Blake and Jenna and Avon were wearing, they were made in yeah. house. They were made by Judah Hudson from very thin lining material. Yeah, it looks see, <laughs> to be honest. I thought yeah. they looked like chamois leathers. But uh Yeah, and uh it also says here that originally Callie fakes taking the drug. And she didn't have any increase in her powers, okay? Um, right. So, yeah. Oh, no, I have got that the wrong way around. Sorry. In an earlier version of the script, uh, Callie was forced to take Shadow, and that caused her te- telepathic and telekinetic ah. abilities to manifest themselves, okay? Yeah,
1: mm. I, yeah, I don't know whether that's better. or. I like the moon discs. Oh, I like
0: the moon discs, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Derek Smith, who played Largo so brilliantly... Uh, I, I thought he yep. was excellent as Largo. Um, he hasn't got much of a genre tally. Okay. He he was mainly in dramas and stuff like that. Um, not much of a genre tally. But before I mention what his genre, genre tally was, um, I was looking at him on IMDb. He's, I'd like to mention an exciting role that he did. He was in oh, Are it? You Being Served? Right? Oh. As Mr. 28 Inch Inside Leg.
1: Well that's that's the role he was born to play. He was born to, to play. play,
0: yes. Well yeah. when I see him cross legged as Largo, it's like, yeah, mm. I like yeah. Mr Twenty eight inch. inches.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what though? I you can sort of you can fill in what the jokes would have been and why he was that character, can't you um Are You Being Served? Mr. Humphreys would have gone to measure him and got excited yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It would have been the same old jokes they trap tra- out That's how you're being time,
0: served in right? year after year. Yeah. 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 His genre tally, very small, only five. He's almost at mutoid yeah, see, level.
1: He's so familiar, but I don't know whether he's familiar from this. It's
0: it is one, one, of, one those, of those things. Do I
1: know him because he's he's so good in this and I've just now associated him with it? So.
0: I think so. As I say, yeah. he's been in lots of crown court and things like that. Yeah. But genre tally-wise, only five. Okay. Uh the first yeah. was in 1966 in a TV show. It was a supernatural anthology show called Mystery and Imagination which i have never heard of. Um
1: yeah, oh, doesn't ring uh, a bell. Next
0: thing you have to go right the way through to 1978 uh in Pinocchio, a version of Pinocchio where he played Chapetio, yeah. okay? Then he did Blake 7, then he did uh The Boy Merlin, okay? And The last thing he was ever in uh, was Doctor Who but new Doctor Who. I think this is the first time we've ever had an actor that's been in New Who. We've had a crossover, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was in the story Human Nature from 2007 which was the one set in 1913 where the Doctor has lost his memory. Isn't he a teacher or something? He's lost his memory and he's a teacher and he's married and and stuff. Uh, Possibly, yeah. yeah. 2007.
1: I I have to admit um, we don't mention New Who much because, like you say, the actors don't go into it. But I've got, I've got all of New, I've got all of Doctor Who and New Who on DVD and Blu-ray, and I, I think other than about two episodes, I've never gone back and watched any of New hmm. Who, which is yeah, which is weird. I felt compelled to get it because of my horrible completist nature, but I've never, if I want to watch a Doctor Who, I never think oh, let's go and watch a Tenant or let's go and I never even consider it. I think that sums it up a lot, doesn't it's it? It's funny really? you should
0: say that because you know, with who back on the screens, you know, um, Sainsbury's yeah. have jumped on the bandwagon and they're selling the box sets of of various seasons, um, you know, very cheaply, yeah. you know, nine ninety nine. And I bought a Matt Smith one, okay?
4: So, yeah, did um, you
0: watch I'm, I'm getting through them, um, and yeah. number one, I don't remember them at all Um, (laughs) that's good or bad all I've got memory wise of you know the David Tennant's and the Matt Smith's is not liking them okay and watching them again I'm enjoying them far more and I think it's because the Peter Capaldi ones was just so poor these ones look really good now um, I don't remember them at all, and it's like I'm watching them for the first time, I'm, and I'm actually enjoying them. Although the one I watched this morning, um, the Lodger, the one with that,
1: awful oh, yeah. man, yeah, I, that like I can't
0: that. stand yeah. that James, James oh, Court. I can't Corden. stand him. He irritates me He's something chronic.
1: I really I, I no, like him. No, no, no.
0: But no, it, it was an enjoyable story. I, I am enjoying them far yeah. more. Um, I think it's the. I think
1: we mentioned. When, when we do I, I, I don't know whether we've mentioned it in our conversations or on effectively speaking on this, but I think there's a, there's a definite demarcation between not liking current who and it, ha, it, it feels like a big thing that, that you don't like it. And then when, when that who that you didn't like is no longer the current mm. who, it's almost like you can view it in different yes. eyes. And I definitely had that with like Sylvester McCoy and stuff like that, where I remember at the time hating it because it was it was like, what have they done to Doctor mm. Who? This is this is the current Who. But then when you get you get more Who, and you can go back and, look and go, it's not that mm. bad. It's not, and it, yeah. So I don't know. Whether no, I think you're exactly right. Him. I mean,
0: I I, I yeah. can remember, you know, with the Sylvester McCoys with new Who, just watching them and just being disappointed and just thinking, oh, this yeah. isn't this isn't the the Who that I grew up with, and that's why you and I we can. If I say to you, Terror of the Zygons, you immediately remember the story. You most probably remember dialogue from it. And you could watch it tomorrow and you'd really, really enjoy it. That's what we grew up with. We're adults now. We're grown-ups, inverted commas. And it's not the show that we grew up with. And this is why I, I, I feel if Blake 7 is, God forbid, ever rebooted or remade... It it won't be the show that we've spent forty years thinking about and watching and rewatching no. and and discussing like we are now, you know. Uh, maybe ten years afterwards, you would then look back and and, yeah. and think better of it. But
1: I th- I think you're right. Well, I I used to have a, a uh, I used to be able. Well, I I don't know. I I've never tried it recently, but I probably could if I thought about it. I used to be able to list all of the Doctor Who's all twenty six years in order all the story
0: titles why am i not surprised to hear this <laughs> i know
1: but i couldn't i couldn't do that at all with new who and i've watched new who and i like it i've enjoyed it i'm i'm loving uh jodie whittaker i think she's really done well on it and these, these are good stories i'm enjoying them and i i love Tennant, and i watched dr who and i enjoyed it but if you said gave me an episode title other than a few i'd go, which one's that is that the one where? And you'd have to describe it like that. But you're like right, classic Who. Uh, we know, we know every one is is unique mm, almost. Yeah. Whereas new Who blurs into. Is that is that the one where he fought the these ones, or is that the ones where he fought them? And this ones? is why I say yeah, it's not y- not distinct. <laughs>
0: you can't compare you know the modern new star wars films with the ones that we watch when we were children yeah. and growing up because you've got all decades worth of watching and rewatching yeah. and, and and studying exactly. and that and, and, it, and you can't compare it to something that's something that was out 6 months ago you can't these people that rate no. all their star wars films you know in, in order you can't do that you, Yeah, you can't. it's
1: nonsense people that go ah oh, the 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 last jedi uh, what well, utter tosh it knocks around you have yeah you're right you haven't got that years and years of years of re-watching mm. it reading the stuff looking at the expanded you, know, you haven't got that on it and it, yeah it you can't do it. It's not age. It's like a wine, yeah. isn't it? It's not no, aged no, no, enough. No, you can't. You can't um, compare.
0: And that's yeah. why, you know, Derek Smith, you know, uh, Olago in Doctor Who, I tell you he was in Human Nature. It's a David Tennant one. I vaguely yeah. remember him being married yeah. and he was a teacher and quite happy being a teacher. But I don't remember spotting Derek Smith in it. And no. I'm guessing because, I mean, his role in it is dormant. So I'm yeah, guessing he he was an, an extra. I don't know. In it. I, yeah, i i would
1: have to, I would have to go and rewatch it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, you've got it on DVD. I'll have to YouTube it. Yeah. You've I, got it on DVD. You've yeah. got Largo sat on your shelf there, not even knowing that Largo is uh, yeah. on your Doctor Who DVD. You should seek it out this evening yeah, after tonight's Doctor Who.
1: Yeah, you know what? I probably. Wouldn't. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. It is weird. It's, um, but yeah, you're right. If they if they remake Blake Seven, it would be it would probably be a really good show. It might be terrible, but it wouldn't be to us. It wouldn't be Blake Seven, and that's not. I don't think that's a a detriment to mm. it. It's the fact that we, you know, we've we've loved Blake Seven since we were and kids. the
0: actors as well. And the you actors, know, yeah.
1: I mean, and we've watched them and rewatched
0: every them. Every one and... of these actors in this yeah. show, you know, you, you know, Villa is Michael Keating. You know, Michael yep. Keating is Villa. Jacqueline Pierce is Serverland. You know, um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, it, 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 it yeah. So genre yeah. tally five then. Um, I'll, I'll are we still it. talking about Black yes we <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. genre tally of are you still recording oh, yes are we just... we're almost at the yeah. hour and a half I tell you it is a three course meal episode this one I think that's how I'm going to advertise it on Facebook the, the three course yep. meal episode um, yeah genre tally of 5 gives him a who tally of 1 alright so that's that
1: which is yeah that's definitely mutoid Lower mutoid. Lower levels, mutoid. Isn't it, yes. Yeah. All right. That's weird. I, he's so recognisable to me. Unless but he was in something else, but
0: I can't. No, I think it's I, from I think, this. I think you're right. It's got to be I this. Think you're right. Yeah. And you can say that about a lot of Blake Seven actors who, who, true, who had guest roles. True. You know, um, it's indelible. That that they just yeah.
1: They they've made such an impact. Yeah. On yeah weird.
0: Yeah. There, there's a guy we're going to feature in in uh, one of the almost last episodes, which is Stott from Star 1. And I might have seen him in other yep. things, but if I ever saw him, it's like your stot from Star 1. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. We're coming rapidly up onto uh, an hour and a half. So uh, I think this is time to end it. I'll just say uh, next time, join us next time, everybody. Um, I think in the next subject we focus on is maybe the most important character we've ever done on uh like seven in character, wow. which is Anna Grant. So yes.
1: Well, we, we've we've uh, yeah.
0: I think she's the most crucial character. The, the
1: most important in yeah in in what she caused to happen. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. yes, yeah. So join us next time when we discuss that one. Okay, all right. Thank you, anybody out there. Um, if you made yes, it through thanks. this epic of an <laughs> yeah. of, of, uh, episode yeah. see you next time, thank you Ian no problem, thanks Eric. and uh, we'll teleport out of here shall we